Amen. We're not going to uh, attempt to be before you too long. We want to. Uh, of course, the Spirit of God moves and there's people who need prayer. We're going to deal with that. We're going to handle that. But um, we hope to finish things up uh, that we'll be able to uh, uh, have time to break for a minute or two before the wedding ceremony begins this afternoon. Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to begin reading in verse 5, and we're going to read down through verse 10. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man who trusts in man, and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall uh, uh, inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreads out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. From those scriptures, I want to point out verse 9 and pull that out as a text for today, where Jeremiah the prophet said, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? Let's pray. Fathers, we come on today. We thank you and we praise you for the privilege, God, to come together today to worship your name. And now, God, as we, for the next few minutes, sit down to feast at your table, I'm asking, God, that you will speak to our hearts. You know, God, what is needed here today. You know every need that is represented. And we're asking you, Heavenly Father, God, to move in behalf of each and every need. I'm asking for your anointing today to rest your hand upon me because I cannot do anything without you. And everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise in the matchless, mighty, majestic name above all names, Jesus Christ. Let the church say, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on a subject title for the next few minutes. Don't allow your heart to destroy your soul. Now, I want you to kind of just kind of think about that for a few minutes. Don't allow your heart to destroy your soul. The text that we found in the book of Jeremiah said, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Our heart is the seed of our emotions. It is from our heart which our feelings flow. Many times when someone asks the advice of a friend, uh, over a decision they got to make. Maybe sometimes you, there's a real important decision that you want to make. And so uh, you contact maybe your best friend and, 
because you're looking for some advice. You want, you want to make the right decision. And a lot of times there's a phrase that we hear that we tell people sometimes. Sometimes maybe that friend might, uh, might tell you, well, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Now, what I'm fixing to speak to you today on the authority of the Word of God may contradict the thoughts and opinions of people in our society today. Because there's a lot of people who think as long as you follow your heart, you can't, can't go wrong. But I, I intend to prove to you and show you from the Word of God today that people get themselves messed up all the time simply because they follow their heart. We cannot follow our heart because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above everything. It is where our emotions flow. Many times in all these things, um, all the emotions that we have, it just comes out from our heart. The reason that we are allured by the strings of our heart is because satisfaction, fulfillment, and excitement emanates from our heart and not our head. Amen. We have our heart and we have our head. But satisfaction, fulfillment, excitement, all these kind of things, they come from the heart and not from the head. The head is related to knowledge and facts, where the heart stimulates our fleshly and carnal nature. How I many understand where I'm coming from? Hallelujah. I mean, it's in the mind, it's in her head, where we got the knowledge, our facts, you know. Um, now what you know, amen, what you know is up here, what you feel is right here. And unfortunately, people, walk, they live their life by what they feel rather than what they know. Hallelujah. And when you lead your life by what you feel rather than what you know, somewhere along the line, you're going to run into a dead-end street with nowhere to go. Hallelujah. You cannot trust your heart. Many mistakes have been made by those who have said yes to their heart while rejecting their head or mind is trying to tell them, hey, that won't work. Hallelujah. Amen. That's been a lot of times in my life. Amen. There was something maybe I wanted to do, a decision I wanted to be, me to make. And all in time, I mean, I knew, I mean, up here I knew it just didn't click. It wasn't going to work out. But you know what? I followed my feelings better than what I knew. And every time I've done that, I've gotten messed up. Hallelujah. And you'll get messed up when you do that. The heart can bring fulfillment, but it also can bring pain when we allow it to lead us down a path we shouldn't go. Hallelujah. Now, pastor's going to preach a little bit this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can get fulfillment by following your heart. It can bring you fulfillment. But it also can bring you great pain and misery when you allow it to take you somewhere you should not be. 
Hallelujah. Now, I've been preaching long enough, God, to know this. God don't never give me a word to give out to people that there's somebody that needs it. And I know there's somebody right now that their mind has been screaming out to them for a long time that you shouldn't be living like this. You shouldn't be doing like this. You shouldn't be going like this. But yet you're falling apart because it feels good. It satisfies. It excites you. You better wake up before you fall off the dead end of the road. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory. The problems we have with the heart is revealed in the text that I read. Hallelujah. The problem that we have is revealed right there. Your heart came with a bad defect when you were born. Amen. Your heart, my heart, they both came with a bad defect when we was born. Every one of us. Not as much as the physical works of the heart. I'm not talking about the physical part that pumps blood. But I'm talking about the spiritual side of the heart, which was infected by the sin of Adam and Eve. That's where the problem is with our heart. That's where the problem is when we follow our feelings and not what the Spirit of God speaks to us. Hallelujah. Every one of us has got a heart problem until we've come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody was born with a heart defect. That's why you cannot trust your heart. You cannot trust your feelings. They will mess you up in a New York minute. Hallelujah. The unregenerate heart cannot and should not ever be trusted until the blood of Jesus has been applied to it. Hallelujah. I don't care who it is. Makes me no difference if it's your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, your granddaddy, your auntie, whoever. Can't nobody's heart be trusted until the blood of Jesus has been applied to it. Now, there are two primary things that I want to focus in the course of this sermon uh, today. The first thing I want to share with you is that evil originates in the heart. Evil, whatever how you want to say it, evil, sin, wickedness, wrong, whatever you want to call it, all of those things originate in your heart. Now, a man, I'm not talking about your wife's heart. I'm talking about your heart. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about the heart of the person sitting next to you. I'm talking about yours. But evil, sin, wickedness, wrong, whatever you want to call it, originates in the heart. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5 reads like this, And God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Hallelujah. It's that wicked heart where people make up all this stuff. 
Hallelujah. You turn on the news and you see where somebody's done went out and killed somebody or did some kind of heinous crime. People say, where's that come from? I don't have no problem telling you where it comes from. I've studied the Word of God, and I believe the Word of God over the psychiatrist and everybody else. It comes from their heart. Because you was born with a bad heart. It's no good. You just want to take it out and throw it away and let Jesus give you a heart transplant because you need a new heart. I get so sick and tired of people. Oh, oh yeah, that, I, I can't believe that this can be wrong and that can be wrong because I was born that way. You know, people talk about homosexuality. Well, people born that way. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I won't deny that. I won't say, well, you wasn't born that way. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. You may be born one way. That's why God says you need to be born again. The first way wasn't no count. Jesus said you've got to be born again if you want to go to heaven. Hallelujah. I think that it's amazing how that we, as humans, live in a state of denial. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You don't think we live in a state of denial? I do all the time. Every morning when I get I stand before the mirror and I start shaving, I say, boy, you look good. That's a state of denial. Brother Larry, because I still carry somewhere in my one and a picture was taking me when I was 16 years old, and I still got that in my mind. Now, what's in that mirror? Hello, somebody. We're all guilty of living in states of denial sometimes. Glory. Hallelujah. We deny the state or condition of our heart, and we cannot sometimes comprehend the things that we are capable of in the flesh. When I see somebody on TV who's been arrested for some kind of crime, I don't sit there and say, well, man, I could never do nothing like that. Because I know old Sammy Pruitt, the old man, the old heart I was born with, I was born capable to do anything in the book and out of the book, and so were you. Hallelujah. Dwight L. Moody, one of the greatest evangelists of the 18th century, walked down the streets of Chicago in the area called Skid Row and seen him literally lay in the gullies up beside the sidewalk. The winos passed out. Couldn't even stand. He didn't have no uh, holier-than-I attitude, but every time he, he would trip over some soul laying on the side of the street, amen, a wino or a drunk laying there, he would say, there lay Dwight L. Moody except for the grace of God. And that's what I'm trying to tell you right now. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you would not be here. If it wasn't for the grace of God, every one of us would be laying in the graveyard dead right now. God saved your life a lot of times when you didn't even know it was going to come. Hallelujah. I just say, wow, I don't know, maybe somebody you didn't know was praying for you was praying for you. Hallelujah. Whatever the reason for God has saved everybody's life, everybody in here, God has saved your skin more than once. 
and you still are too stupid and dumb to give Him the glory and praise and live for Him. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Hey, you go somewhere else, you might hear, amen, a, 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 some kind of a, a speech given. Hallelujah. But praise God, when you come right here, you're going to hear the Word of God because I still believe preaching the old-time way, just like the book says. Glory to God, there's only one way, and Jesus is that way. Hallelujah. Glory. We need to get out of the state of denial that we live in. Evil, I said, originates from our heart. People today flock to the psychologist in groves and pay thousands of dollars so they can let the psychologist soothe their conscience and their guilt by telling them, well, well, now, it's not your fault. It's a no good mother you had. Or it's this one's fault. Zatton's fault. People go to psychiatrists and they'll pay $1,000 just to get a psychiatrist tell them that it ain't nothing wrong with them. The problem's always somebody else. But your problem is not your neighbor. Your problem is you. Hallelujah. We want to blame everybody. But when I look in the mirror, the biggest problem is Sammy Pruitt's God. He's looking at it. When he looks in the mirror. Hallelujah. But we want to soothe their conscience and take away the guilt. Find somebody else to blame for all the things that we act out in our life. It's always somebody else's fault. I can stand and I can tell you a lot of things how this world has changed just in my short lifespan. I'm 54. And I can tell you a whole lot of things and give you a long list. But one thing that really sticks out to me in our society today than what it was back, amen, uh, when I was a child and younger and growing up, I'll tell you what the problem is today. Nobody wants to be held accountable for anything. We don't want to be held accountable for nothing. We want to do what we want to do to who we want to do it to, but then we want to put the blame on somebody else. We don't want to pay the piper, but I want to tell you, sweetheart, if you're going to dance the dance, you're going to have to pay the band. My Lord, hallelujah. If all else fails, we can't blame mom and daddy or uncle and aunt or somebody in the family. We'll blame the devil. We'll say, oh, the devil's the one that tempted me to do that. I wouldn't have done it if the devil hadn't tempted me. Some idiots will even go as far as try to blame God. I couldn't believe all the raving idiots when 9-11 happened wanted to blame God. Well, look look at that God y'all Christian believe, man. 3,000 people killed. Hey, I know that was a tragedy. But when you compare 3,000 the world at that time of the day in those twin tires, they tell me there should have been over 50,000 people in those tires. I say, God bless somebody. Hallelujah. The problem.
some of us, we don't know which way to look for our blessings. The Bible says the day would come that we live in a time that people would call uh, evil good and good evil. And we live in that day. Hallelujah. So, nobody wants to be held accountable. We want to blame everybody else. But remember when I told you at the beginning of this point that where evil originates in the heart? In the book of James, chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, says, Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his O-W-N, own lust and enticed. It wasn't the devil that tempted you. It was the evil in your heart. Everybody is enticed and drawn away by the lust in their heart. I don't make no difference what somebody says. I follow what the book says. The book says that every man is tempted when he is drawn away with their own. If you didn't have the lust in your heart, you couldn't be tempted. Ain't nothing going to come out of there that ain't in there. Hallelujah. Glory. So evil and wrong originates in our heart. That's why our hearts can't be trusted. That's why that our heart can cause our soul to be destroyed. Because it's all right here. i got news for you. The devil might, may decide, Brother Sean, to buy a ticket to the Bahamas and go on vacation tomorrow. But even if he does, we're all still going to be scoundrels without the blood of Jesus in our hearts. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. The second part of the message that I want to talk to you about is that the heart needs to be guarded. Our heart needs to be guarded. A scripture found in the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 23. The writer of Proverbs says, Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Now that word keep, if you look it up in the original Hebrew language that it was found, that it was originally written in, that word keep is actually considered to be a military term. And to bring it down to brass tacks of where we live, it means to guard. Put under guard. Guard your heart. For out of it, out of it, spring or flows all the issues of life. Because the condition of our heart is so bad 
which I've already explained to you earlier. And the danger that it can lead us to, we need to have a guard placed over our heart 24-7. I need my heart guarded 24-7. Because what contains in this heart is a whole lot more corrupt and worse and terrorizing than what's down at Gitmo. Gatanamo. We need to have our heart guarded 24-7. Hallelujah. Keep your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Now, follow me just for a moment. What I'm talking about is something that you should never try to do by yourself. You ever watch something at home on TV, a commercial or something other, and they say, please don't try this at home? Well, what I'm talking about guarding your heart, it's something you shouldn't try by yourself. It's something that you shouldn't try to do on your own. Putting yourself as watchman over your heart would be the same thing as handing the keys to the hen house to the fox. Hallelujah. We can't be trusted taking care of our heart all alone. Amen. When the Scripture says for us to guard our heart, I'm glad to know that nowhere in the Word of God does the Bible tell us to do something or that we need to do something without giving us a means to do it. He always gives us the means. And so if He says to guard our heart, because all the issues of life spring there. And if we're supposed to keep our heart guarded, but yet we're not capable of doing it ourselves, then there's got to be something else, some other way for us to do this. And what I'm talking about is no other than the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only assurance you have in guarding your heart so it will never lead your soul to destruction. Hallelujah. I don't care. I don't care how many times an alcoholic says, I'm not going to take a hold of that bottle again. As long as they use their own strength, to guard their heart to keep them from doing it, they're going to keep going back to the bottom. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. Amen. We may have a willing mind, and that's great. Fantastic. But none of us on our own have the strength to do it. I've been, I've been preaching the gospel for over 40 years. And I'm going to tell you still to this day, I would not trust myself to guard my heart. 
if we do that, folks, we're going to wind up messed up because we cannot do it without the help of Jesus Christ through means of the Holy Ghost that He has provided through the church today. Hallelujah. we got to have that. There is a, um, one other scripture that I want to share with you before we begin to wind down and bring this message to a conclusion. It's found in the book of St. John's Gospel, chapter 16. And in my Bible, these words are written in red, which lets us to know these are the actual words of the Lord. He said, How be it, when the Spirit of truth is come, He will guide you unto A-double-L, all truth. Hallelujah. Remember the title of our message? Brother Darrell, I want you to come and start getting ready. We're fixing to give an invitation. Don't allow your heart to destroy your soul. If I allow my heart to lead me, it will always lead me wrong. Because it's connected with what the Bible calls the carnal flesh. You see, even though when a person, a man or woman becomes a Christian, it don't mean that you won't never have trouble over your flesh no more. Because when you get saved, you become a child of God. You still got the old sin nature down inside, but the glory part is you got a new nature right there that if you will nourish that new nature, amen, then you will feed that new nature, then it will gain strength over the old nature. Hallelujah. How many decisions? How many messes have people gotten in in their life? Because they listen to their heart rather than their head. Listen to the heart rather than the voice of God speaking. And I assure you the voice of God has been speaking during the course of this message today. Our emotions are good. God gave us our emotions. But when Adam and Eve disobeyed God in sin, that put all humanity at odds with God. And everything about our emotions became perverted because it instantly went into the kingdom of darkness. We went from light unto darkness. Hallelujah. And so our emotions have gotten perverted. That's how come, that's how come a lot of people have fun doing things that should make you want to throw up when you really think about it because your heart's perverted. Hallelujah. It's wicked. You cannot follow it. We must follow the Spirit of God. Today, the way to do that, if you've never known the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says that you must repent. You've got to call on God. You've got to recognize Him. You've got to recognize you're a sinner and you're lost. Yes, 
Hallelujah. Amen. I, I tell folks all the time who come to me, how do we witness to somebody? How do you witness to somebody out in the world? How do we able to, to be able to talk to somebody and, and get them saved? And most of the time, my first answer is this. The reason why we have such a big problem, we run around trying to get a lot of people saved before we ever get them to realize they're lost. Most people out there in the world don't know they're lost. They don't realize why. Because the devil's got blinders over their eyes. They're, they're, they're puppets of the devil and don't realize it. The devil pulls that string and they do that. He pulls another string and they do that. He pulls another string and they do that. Hallelujah. It amazes me if we can go right down downtown and actually walk down Broadway. Hallelujah. And man, you can, you can meet him, meet him coming, coming out of the saloons and bars. Can't have walk. But hear him say they're Christian people. It's hard to find a lost person anymore. Hallelujah. Goes back to that deception I was talking about a while ago. Hallelujah. We got, we got to admit some things to our, ourselves. We got, we got to quit lying to ourselves. Hallelujah. You can't get somebody to stop lying to somebody else until they first stop lying to themselves. And the fact is, we all need a Savior. The fact is, every one of our hearts is born defective. We need a heart change. We repent. Call upon God. Let Him come into our heart and life and change us. Hallelujah. Amen. We let the old man die. Then Brother Brother Larry, when, when the old man dies, you got to bury the old man. Hallelujah. I know we got a lot of churches today that says, oh, baptism ain't important, but baptism symbolizes the burying of the old man. Hallelujah. Somebody falls over and kills over dead, you leave them out above ground too long, sooner or later they're going to start smelling. Anytime you got people trying to follow God that's never obeyed God in water baptism, you're going to end up with stink. Hallelujah. We've got to repent. We've got to be baptized in His name for the remission of sin. That's what Acts 2.38 says. Then we have that promise of the Holy Ghost that will come in and that will guide us. I don't have to let my feelings and my emotions control me no longer. Hallelujah. Amen. I follow the Spirit of God. Today, if anybody in this house has had the Lord speak to them through this message, we're going to give you an opportunity. You may be a visitor. I'm not interested in you joining my church because joining a church is not what I've been talking about. I don't have a church anyway. Hallelujah. The church is belongs to Jesus. I'm not asking you to come down and shake my hand. Come down and shake my hand. About the only thing you probably get is that greasy bacon I ate for breakfast this morning. Hallelujah. I, I did wash my hands. Hallelujah. But what you do need to do is talk to Jesus. You need to humble yourself. Get that old prideful heart out. And let Him put something in. He can take you to glory with. Let's everybody stand together. While Brother Darrell sings, the altars are open.
something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, he understood. 